Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have to do a better job of vetting conservative and Republican candidates running for office. And the reason why I say that is we have a big opportunity coming up in the midterms to put a lot of conservatives and Republicans in office. The Senate just okayed this landmark gun, quote, violence bill. House will pass it and a bunch of rhinos went along with this. Now, when I talk about when you do a better job vetting, I uh, supported the candidate, the, the McCormick, that was going against Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz was endorsed by Donald Trump. It's pretty clear now Donald Trump got it wrong with Dr. Oz, and he has already stopped using Donald Trump in his campaign for the general election. Dr. Oz is a liberal. He's not a conservative. And Dr. Oz is a guy that wouldn't even give up his dual citizenship unless he wins the election to a country where he is the the head spokesman of an airline, a country which, by the way, is an adversary of the United States of America. I did everything I could to help McCormick win in that race, who was a true conservative against Dr. Oz. But Dr. Oz was endorsed by Donald Trump. And so many Trump supporters like, oh, okay, let's go with this guy. As soon as he won the nomination, he has run back to the middle. 
He is a, a not a real conservative. It was very clear he wasn't a real conservative. And this was a civil war, right? There was a lot of Trump conservatives that were angry that people were going for McCormick in the primary because Donald Trump endorsed somebody. And just because Donald Trump or anybody else endorses someone doesn't mean that you don't vet them, right? Like a seal of approval from Donald Trump on a candidate doesn't mean that that candidate is actually a real conservative. We have to do our homework. And the proof of this is exactly what we're talking about now with the Senate okaying all of the all this this, you know, quote, gun emergency powers and this landmark gun violence bill. It was because of Republicans who sold out on your Second Amendment that this passed. But first, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about our good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. You know what's going on in the economy. You know what's happening on Wall Street. And you know what's going on with inflation. So are you protecting your hard-earned dollars, your assets? Do you have a hedge against inflation? Are you terrified every day that you've lost a massive amount of money when the stock market is having these crazy drops? Well, are you diversified? And if you are diversified, you don't have to worry as much. That's where Legacy Precious Metals comes in. Legacy Precious Metals can help you have a blueprint to protect your hard-earned dollars. As interest rates go up, inflation goes up, Democrats are trying to raise taxes, and a skyrocketing national debt. Now is a time for you to take a look at protecting your dollars and controlling your future with gold and precious metals. A lot of people move to gold and precious metals during times like these. It is a hedge against inflation. It's a way to protect your assets. And right now, you can call Legacy Precious Metal and get the free investor's guide. Make sure you call them and see if gold and precious metals is right for you and your retirement. 1-866-751-2218. That's 1-866-751-2218. Or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Dot com. Now, there are a bunch of opportunists right now who are running for office that have not been vetted or they get the endorsement of one conservative and then everybody just jumps in lines like, okay, well, I guess we should just do this. I guess we should just go forward with this candidate because Donald Trump or somebody else that I like says this is the guy without vetting the candidates. Dr. Oz is my perfect example right now. This dude hadn't even been elected yet. But you look at these Republicans that we had, many of these Republicans that just sold out in a very big way are Republicans that actually ran as, quote, Tea Party candidates because they understand you go with the wave of what the people want the moment, regardless of what you believe in when you're an opportunist, you get elected and then you get your power. And we're going to do this crap all over again. We're going to send more people like these, you know, Republicans that did this. Now, the Associated Press, their headline this morning reads, quote, Senate easily approved a bipartisan gun violence bill that seemed unthinkable just a month ago. Okay, if a bill is unthinkable a month ago, it probably shouldn't pass now. What I mean by that is this. If there was no chance in hell that a bill would pass a month ago, there's one thing that changed. Something emotionally Right. There's an emotional appeal that happened, some sort of emotional appeal. Does that mean that the law changed? No. Does that mean things in the law changed? No. 
It was an emotional appeal, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. It's an emotional appeal. This is going to clear the way, quote, for the final congressional approval of what will be lawmakers' most far-reaching response in decades to the nation's run of brutal mass shootings. Again, this is the, the Associated Press story. After years of GOP procedural delays and derailed Democratic efforts to curb firearms, Democrats and some Republicans decided that congressional, uh, congressional inaction was, un, uh, uh, was irresponsible. After last month's rampages in New York and Texas, it took weeks of closed-door talks. That's the other problem here. This wasn't done out in the sunlight of day. This was done with closed-door talks and backroom deals, and a group of senators from both parties emerged with a compromise embodying, they say, everything that would be important and impactful in a movement to curb, quote, bloodshed that has come too regularly to America. It's no longer a surprise to the country, to the nation, they said. It's become a a regular shock, right? Normal. So therefore, we must act. That's their logic behind this. The $13 billion measure, so this cost you $13 billion of your tax hours, all done in secrecy, would toughen background checks for the youngest gun buyers. It would keep firearms from more domestic violence offenders and help states put in place, listen carefully, Red flag laws that will make it easier for authorities to take weapons from people that they believe are dangerous. It would also fund local programs for school safety, mental health, and violence prevention. Now, let's go back to the part there that's the most dangerous to our Second Amendment rights, the red flag laws, right? Advocating for red flag laws. Red flag laws can be used to abuse and take away people's Power. Let me talk about Canada for just a moment here. What did they call the truckers in Canada? What did Trudeau come out and call the truckers in Canada? He said that the truckers in Canada were domestic terrorists. Well, if you're a domestic terrorist, could a red flag law take away your ability to buy and protect and defend your family? Absolutely. In fact, let's go to January the 6th. January the 6th has been described by Democrats as what? 9-11. Just as bad as 9-11. They actually said that. They said that everybody that was there is a domestic terrorist. Well, hold on a second. If you were on the lawn that day, right, out in front of the Capitol for this rally but never even went to the Capitol, are you now a domestic terrorist? In the eyes of Democrats, absolutely. If you were anywhere close to Washington, D.C. on January the 6th, you are a domestic terrorist in their eyes. Does If you are a domestic terrorist and categorize a domestic terrorist, do you lose your right to buy a gun? Based on what this law says, yes. Just let that sink in. What if you go out and protest at a city council meeting? What if you go out and protest at a parents meeting, at the school board meeting? What's happened in this country? Did we have letters that were written about the parents who showed up to stop uh, critical race theory and transgender bathrooms and even in places like Virginia where they covered up abuse and sexual abuse of children by other children as they didn't get them in trouble with the law and the school systems? And did you have parents that were arrested at the school board meetings, including one father whose daughter was sexually assaulted in the bathroom? Did that happen in Virginia? Yes. And what do they do? They arrested the dad. Could a red flag law stop his ability to protect and defend his family? If you go to a school board meeting and you're on this list of what they refer to as possible domestic terrorists or 
per, you know, parent terrorists? Can you lose? Could that red flag law then kick in and take away your right to bear arms? Forget buying a gun. Could they come to your house and confiscate all of your weapons? The answer is clearly yes. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's not just the cost of this bill that makes me angry. It's not just the $13 billion measure that is just going to take away your right to bear arms 
and advocate and support red flag laws that can take away your rights to protect and defend yourself. It's also the fact that Republicans went along with this knowing what it was going to do, all because of, quote, emotional pressure, or many of the people involved were not running for re-election or not running for re-election time soon. So like, screw it. I'm not a hardcore pro-Second Amendment person. I do believe that your rights shall be infringed upon instead of shall not be infringed. And I believe the government is to dictate to you what you can and cannot do, what you can and cannot say, and what you can and cannot believe. You look at these Republicans, okay? And, and, and by the way, in this bill, they're not done. This is phase one. This election year package fell short, quote-unquote, of more robust gun restrictions Democrats have sought for years, including ban on assault-type weapons and high-capacity ammunition magazines used in the slang in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. The Associated Press goes on to write, Yet, the accord let leaders of both parties declare victory and demonstrate to voters that they know how to compromise and make government work, while also leaving room for each side to appeal to its core supporters. This is not a cure-all for all the ways gun violence affects our nation. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said his party made gun restrictions a goal for decades. They even admit it in the AP. This is their goal. But it is long overdue step in the right direction. Passing this gun, and again, they've used this gun control and they've changed it with the word gun safety. Because who can be against safety? This is part of... You know, the Democrats and even I think some of the Republicans that worked on this to try to convince you that this bill is not gun control, which it absolutely is about controlling your right to bear arms. They say it's not gun control, it's gun safety. Who could be against a gun safety bill that is, quote, truly significant, is going to save lives, quote unquote. Okay, let's go and apply this law based on what we know right now to what happened in Buffalo and Uvalde. Would it have stopped Anything that happened there based on the law, the answer is no. So, you know, immediately they're lying to you. This is not instantly going to save lives, right? Which is what they do when they want to pass emotional appeal legislation. This law is about taking away your rights. It's not about saving lives. Because if this law was enacted before you validate, it wouldn't have changed anything. If this law was enacted before Buffalo, it wouldn't have changed anything based on the way the law is written right now. And they could change it, make it even better, right? Or their words better, my words worse. Now, let's talk about all the scumbags that were involved in this on the Republican side. The Senate Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell, in a nod to the Second Amendment right to bear arms that drives many conservative voters, said the American people want their constitutional rights protected and, quote, their kids to be safe in school. So now we can act like we're doing both at the same time, even though we're not. They want both of those things at once. And this is just what the bill before the Senate will have accomplished, Mitch McConnell said. The day proved bittersweet for advocates of curtailing gun violence, underscoring the enduring potency of conservative clout. The right-leaning Supreme Court issue a decision expanding the right of the Americans to carry arms in public. That is a lie, by the way, that headline. And we're going to talk about that victory at the Supreme Court because at least the Supreme Court got it right. They lie to you, though. They act like the Supreme Court issued a decision expanding the right of Americans to carry arms in public space. No, they just said that the government took away your right that you already had to carry a gun in a public space. The Supreme Court didn't give you new rights when they went on this gun decision. 
Okay, I make that very simple. The Supreme Court didn't come up with a new set of rights for you to carry arms based on this ruling that happened, which is certainly a big ruling and a big deal. I go to another Associated Press article because I want you to understand how much they're screwing with you. The Supreme Court has issued its biggest gun rights ruling in more than a decade. Here are some questions and answers about what this decision does and does not do. What exactly was the Supreme Court ruling on guns? Quote, the Supreme Court said the Americans have the right to carry firearms in public for for self-defense. That's important because about a half dozen states have conditions getting a license to carry a gun in public on the person demonstrating an actual need, something called good cause or proper cause to carry the weapon. That limits who can carry a weapon in those states. Now, I experienced this in Washington, D.C. It was You couldn't have a handgun in D.C. You could only have a shotgun uh, when I lived there, and you were a felon, a convicted felon, if you went outside the rule of law there in D.C. In New York City, which is where this law was challenged, you had to show and demonstrate that you somehow, your life, in my the way I would describe, is worth more or is under more threat than your average other citizen on the street, which is insane because it's not what the Second Amendment says. And for years, if you weren't politically connected or you weren't a high-profile individual in New York City, you could not get your hands on a handgun to protect and defend yourself. That is now going to go away. You had to prove that you had, quote, good cause or proper cause to carry a weapon. That's not what the Constitution says. Now, in this decision, which is certainly a victory, the Supreme Court struck down New York's proper cause requirement. Other state laws are expected to face quick challenges. About one quarter of the U.S. population lives in states expected to be affected by this ruling. So when the Supreme Court or or when the Associated Press and liberals come out and they're like, oh, the Supreme Courts have given new rights to gun owners. That's not true. We already have these inalienable rights. We always have the right to protect and defend ourselves, the right to bear arms, a right that shall not be infringed. States, rogue states, liberal states like New York and places like D.C. and other places said, no, we're going to take away your rights. The, the, The Supreme Court did not grant you rights in this ruling. The way the media is trying to spend, they somehow gave you this new set of rights. They were always there. The government was trampling on those rights, which goes exactly back to what I was saying about red flag laws. If you don't think the government's going to weaponize red flag laws to come after people that they don't like, and this isn't going to be abused, you're stupid. Go back to Canada. Truck drivers became domestic terrorists. Grandmothers on January 6th on the law of the Capitol who didn't even breach the building, they were described as domestic terrorists. We hunted down grandmothers all over the country and grandpas all over the country who didn't do anything but walk into the Capitol on that day following other people that walk in the Capitol that, by the way, around them were actually not violent. We see it on the videos, but it doesn't matter. They're domestic terrorists. That red flag law would say they should never be allowed to own a gun the rest of their lives. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single person that was in D.C., on January the 6th, in the minds of the government that's being run right now, they they are treating you like you are domestic terrorists. They are tracking down every single person, even people that literally did nothing but walk around. If you don't think that they're trying to grab power from you right now, you're stupid. So when the Senate comes out celebrating and these Republicans come out celebrating that we pass gun control, And the rhinos, as I put it, clearly sell out on this issue. And they did. Right. And they say this isn't some small little thing. And Mitch McConnell comes out and tells you this is a great thing. And we're going to, you know, all this is going to be amazing. And this is a decision that you're going to be able to support. And we're going to save lives. I go back to applying the law they passed to what just happened in New York and what just happened in Valley. It would not have changed the outcome of that. So why are they telling you that this law is going to save lives when it would not have saved or changed the outcome of either of these situations. 
because they want to take away your rights and they're using an emotional moment to do it. Never let a crisis go to waste. Remember Obama, it's one of the most brilliant things he ever said, and it is how the Democratic Party works. The vote on final passage was a landslide, 65 to 33. Hours earlier, senators voted 65 to 34 to end a filibuster by conservative GOP senators. That was five more than the 60 votes threshold needed. The House planned to vote on the measure Friday so that they can get it to the president for a big signing. Now, on the vote, 15 Senate Republicans joined all 50 Democrats. And if all 50 Democrats are joining a piece of legislation, that's how toxic you know it is to our Constitution and our rights including their two allied independents in voting to move ahead the legislation as well. Yet that vote highlighted the risk Republicans, quote, faced by defying the party's pro-gun voters and firearm groups like the National Rifle Association. Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Todd Young of Indiana were the only two of the 15 up for re-election this fall. Of the rest, four retiring and eight don't face voters until 2026, so they're hoping you're, so you're too stupid to remember that they did this to your rights in 2022. Telling GOP senators voting no included potential 2024 presidential contenders like Tom Cotton of Arkansas, Ted Cruz of Texas, Josh Hawley of Missouri, Tim Scott of South Carolina. Some of the party's most conservative members voted no as well, including Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky and Mike Lee of Utah. While the Senate measure was a clear breakthrough, quote unquote, the outlook for continued congressional movement on gun curb curbs is dim. Well, it's just it's dim. You guys just took away our rights right now. You just put us on the list to use red flag laws to take away our rights. Less than one third of the Senate's 50 GOP senators backed the measure and solid Republican opposition is certain in the House. Doesn't matter, right? Because you have enough that went with this. Top House Republicans urged a no vote in an email from the number two GOP leader, Steve Scalise of Louisiana, that called the bill an effort to slowly chip away at law-abiding citizens' Second Amendment rights, and he is absolutely right. And by the way, if there's any guy that I would understand that would vote in favor of this, it would have been Steve Scalise, the guy that was shot by a gunman while they were practicing for the congressional baseball game and almost died. Even he said it, quote, this, is an, this bill is an effort to slowly chip away at law-abiding citizens' Second Amendment rights. In a statement, and this is, how bad, this is how you know the bill's a bad bill, President Joe Biden said Uvalde residents told him when he visited that Washington had to act. Our kids in schools and our communities will be safer because of this legislation. That is a lie. It's not true. And this would have had no impact on the Uvalde shooting, but never let a crisis go to waste. I call on Congress to finish the job and get this bill to my desk, Biden said. Now, you look at what's happened, Uvalde, and you look at all the lies coming out of there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this to make it clear. Look at what has happened, Uvalde, and look at all of the information that has come out of Uvalde. We have a police chief that's a hardcore lefty that gave money to hardcore Democratic campaigns who lied to the parents' faces and said and lied to the people and said, he's been put on leave, that they tried to breach the door into that classroom, but they couldn't get in. They were waiting for the keys from a janitor for over an hour. We knew he lied from the very beginning. He was making it up. We have the videos now, the closed circuit TV in the the halls. They never tried to open those doors. 
They left an active shooter in a classroom with children for an hour to do whatever the hell he wanted to do to those children for an hour. And nobody having all that body armor and ballistic protection they had tried to open the door. And then they lied to you. If they will lie to you about trying to save your kids' lives, if the left will lie to you about trying to save your kids' lives and then use that lie and that tragedy to then try to pass gun control legislation that would have no bearing on that shooting, you don't think they'll do everything they can to lie about you as a person to take away your rights? I go back, I could go back years, but I don't have to now. That's the scary part. I can just go back the last five months, four months, three months. In this country, you have people that have been declared domestic terrorists because they support Donald Trump. Just support him. Oh, you're you're a domestic terrorist. You have people in Canada who've been declared domestic terrorists because they're truck drivers who who were standing up for their rights as a human being on forced vaccinations. In Canada, they have banned, this is, I I called it the dictator starter kit on Fox News Channel, where I was hosting Outnumbered. Trudeau has banned guns, handguns, saying, claiming that you're going to be safer because of this law, saying, you know, you can't buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in that country, and that's going to make you safer, and then immediately comes out a couple weeks later and bans plastic straws. That's like a dictator starter kit. You look at Canada right now and how many rights they've given up. The truckers are domestic terrorists. They can take away your land, your bank accounts if you supported the truckers because that did happen. No one's talking about it. But there are people that actually had a lot of wealth that were supporting the truckers who now were deemed domestic terrorists and they actually took away their property and their bank accounts have been seized. That's happened in Canada. They've taken away your right to bear arms because they realize the people were too strong after the truckers standing up to the government. And they referred to their own citizens who were standing up for their rights to not get vaccinated as domestic terrorists. And now in this country, we have these, quote, red flag laws where you can go in politically and attack a political opponent, attack a conservative, attack. I mean, look at what I do for a living with a show. You don't think a Democrat could go to a judge and say, listen to Ben Ferguson. He said this on this date. He said this on this date. He said this on this date. Doesn't he sound like he's a threat society? We believe a red flag law should be used to take away his rights to, to, to bear arms because I'm outspoken and blunt. You don't think there's a Democrat that would love to make that happen? You don't think there's a liberal judge in America that would listen to excerpts of the show and go, wow, he really is an extreme radical because he stands up for the Second Amendment and the First Amendment rights and stands up for our Constitution and say, yeah, he does sound a little angry. Maybe we should take away his right to bear arms. When the Associated Press tries to convince you that, that, that rights were granted by the Supreme Court yesterday, with these laws that were clearly unconstitutional in many states in America where you had to prove why you need to carry a firearm to get a permit to carry. And they act like they just grant you new rights when clearly that's not what the Supreme Court said. The Supreme Court said these states took away your rights and they should have never done it. We're making sure they stop taking away your rights. They didn't grant you a new right. That right was already there. It was abused by the government. And if you don't think they're going to abuse these new laws that we're supposed to celebrate today, and I go back to the hypocrisy of all this, none of what they just did 
None of what they just did in this Senate bill and this House bill that will be signed by the president would have changed the outcome in Uvalde or in New York in these two mass shootings. So what happens when there's the next mass shooting? Because unfortunately, there's going to be another one based on statistics. What happens when there's another mass shooting in this country and this law had no impact on it? Are they then going to expand it? You better believe it. Are they going to come after more of your rights and take away more of your rights? Yes, they will never stop coming after your rights because they need the people in this country to be weak. And when you become weak and you become sheep and you give up your firearms, they control you and they own you. If you don't believe me, look at what's happening in Canada. It's happening in real time. You can't buy a gun and then two weeks later you can't buy a plastic straw. Make sure, by the way, that you share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that little forward arrow and text it or put it on social media so other people can hear about this story about how dangerous our open border is. While the media does everything it can to try to shut you down, silence us, and make sure no one knows what's really happening. Also, hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day for free. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.